good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast, episode... 66. 66, Sean Connery. 66. Joe, it's a very, well, I'd say, I was going to say popular subject, but perhaps popular is not the word I'm looking for. What is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right, Joe, what are we talking about? Why you're not doing what you should be doing. Is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, Along those lines. So it is a super common thing for us to hear from people. Um, sometimes people who are reluctant to kind of sign up for coaching because they say, look, I know what I should be doing and just not doing it. And they don't understand why they're doing it. And this is going to be the discussion for today's podcast. Because everyone knows what they should be doing, but not everyone is doing it. Yes, I think the point I'll start off with, section one on the guide for the podcast, is personality typing. So some people, so we use a type of personality typing where by Gretchen Rubin, who's got a book called Four Tendencies, which we've mentioned before, which is an interesting read. And there is the largest group of people are called obligers. So you have internal, external expectations. Some people work better with one, some people work better with the other, some people work better with both, and some people work better with neither. So this is where the four tendencies come from. And the biggest group of people are what's called obligers. So these are people who work better with external pressure. They won't do things off their own back, but when they're relied upon or they believe they're relied upon by somebody else, then they will act. And this is the majority of our clients, it's the biggest group of people on the whole, and this is often why people don't act under their own steam when they know what to do but they're not doing it it's because they're not accountable and this is why systems like ours he's gone, system, he's gone straight in he's system, gone straight in straight for the sale sign up for the taster systems like Weight Watchers things like um, various communities if you look at various religions or you look at things like Alcoholics Anonymous because there is this external pressure in this community in this group or coaches that keeps people focused. And this is ultimately, for a lot of people, what they're lacking and what they need. And you see this a lot from people when they do really well with coaching and then they go away and then they fall backwards because they've lost that accountability and they've not managed to find another source for accountability. And that's one of the big reasons why people struggle. Was that just to rival my monologue from the start of the last podcast? It was Woo! Right, so yes, I think, obviously, with the rise of the internet, um, there's an abundance of information out there. Like, and it's so easy to find a diet plan, to find a meal plan, to calculate your calories, to do all these things. Yet people, you know, are still struggling with their weight issues. And as Joe said, you know, a huge part, I know, especially for me and you, he's kind of having leverage, he's having accountability, he's putting some skin into the game. 
And just from a, you know, a complete personal example for me, um, since January, I, I can't remember, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I invested in like a kind of a fat loss plan. You know, they're not teaching me anything, you know, kind of food wise, nutrition wise, they're not teaching me, you know, they're not giving me any revolutionary workouts. I'm kind of doing my own training, I'm doing my own nutrition. But the reason I'm getting results is because I'm accountable, because I have to check in every two weeks with my progress or not. You know, and I don't wanna, for one reason, I don't wanna check in after two weeks and go, actually I've gone backwards. So that's, you know, a good source of accountability for me because it's pushing me forward. When I'm thinking about, I'm just gonna sack it off, I'm not gonna do this workout, I'm not gonna, you know, eat the food that I've got prepped or whatever it is, I'll just go to five guys. Been a long time, been a long time since I've had five guys. <laughs> um, and then the, another massive factor for me is I've got some skin in the game. I've you know spent a hundred pounds to do this challenge, which basically, like I said, I'm not gleaning any extra information from. I know what I'm doing. I know what I should be doing. I've just not always been doing it. Hence the reason for me to do a, a fat loss challenge. But I want to get some return on that investment. I don't want to just go after a week or two weeks, just go. Ah, can't be asked because then, being a tight Yorkshireman, I've wasted a hundred pounds. So you know, for me, the accountability, having a set deadline that I know in eight weeks' time, well, four weeks' time now, <gasps> I have to check in my final check-in. I'll be able to see, I'll be able to measure my progress from, I can't remember, I think it was the third of January, to um, whatever it is, the the start of March. I'll have that set period, and that again, it's not because I've you know, learned something new about how many calories I should be having or what foods I should be eating or what training sessions I should be doing. It's literally because I'm accountable to someone. That's what works for me. There's an interesting kind of- And there's no shame in that. <coughs> no. In fact, let me turn just forward, just carry on. Okay, cool. Well, I spoke to one of my other friends who does online coaching and he refused to go to me. He's like, you're an online coach, that's like social suicide. If I admitted that I was getting coached by someone, but I just don't see it that way at all. No, no, I, would I don't do see that. having some outside accountability. Cause like I said, I can be accountable to myself as everyone is. But then again, if being accountable to yourself has got you to the dance where you need to lose weight, then that's clearly not working. So outside accountability is a, is a winner. I think it's interesting because if you looked at return investment, so if you bought a banger online for 200 quid and you spent 100 grand on a Ferrari, there are, there's nothing you can do to change the quality of that car. You're getting what you pay for. Whereas with something like coaching, if you spent, if you've got a coaching plan for free, or you've got a coaching plan that costs five thousand pounds, is that that then determines your application of that? Mm. And it's so common that we, when we run free challenges and free things, that people get nowhere, and it's because they haven't invested anything. It's a quality of investment, isn't it? If we charge five thousand pounds, we'd get better results than we do now. Or we'd get a bigger percentage of results. We wouldn't get very many clients, but because people have invested that volume of money, they will do as they're told to the nth degree. And there's some kind of irony there in that when people spend more money, they stick to the plan better, they get better results, they're happier. The less they spend, the less they stick to it, the less results they get, the less happy they are. And that you could probably track money invested to results, you know, to a degree, because it's the adherence is what matters. It's not so much about how good the plan is. We often talk about this with training plans. If you get people to, hinge, squat, you know, push, pull, and do a loaded carry, then you've got a brilliant training plan there, but people will spend 50 quid, 100 quid to get something that looks a bit different or that's got their, you know, someone who they like to name on it or whatever it may be. 
and then they'll stick to it and then they'll get some kind of progress. You know, they're not going to get the progress that maybe they hope for, they're not going to get these popping glutes because they've bought a glute plan, but they will see some progress because they're just applying the correct principles or they're applying some principles, they're doing something consistently. Yeah, the kind of comparison I thought of for that one was like, it's the difference between if you pay, well, I know it's a bit cheaper now, but if you pay 10 quid to go to the cinema, you sit, you watch, you concentrate on the film. If the film's on TV, you might fuck about your phone, you might have a game of Angry Birds, you might go you know, to the toilet, you might go make a cup of tea, whatever. Because it's low level kind of investments. So that's what we're saying, like if you invest in something, if you spend a decent bit of money on something, then you want to get a return on that because you don't want to just waste your money. Absolutely. But yeah, I think you know another thing that people will say is you know there's some kind of overwhelm. Like everyone says different things. You know, ninety percent of the advice that everyone will give will be the same when it comes to fat loss. There's no one out there saying make a hundred percent of your diet out of highly refined, processed, calorie dense foods. Ignore calorie consumption. Yeah, everyone is saying the same thing. You know, kind of there'll be different caveats. You know, like people saying keto, people you know paleo, don't eat grains, etc. But the majority of it will be eat you know, real foods in sensible amounts. And if you want, eat a bit of crap. And again, that comes down to almost investment because people are skimming the surface of 20 different plans rather than, you know, if you worked with us and you invested in what we had to say and you did that consistently, especially the way that we work, is we can adjust what works for you or the way that, you know, the same things work for everyone. The hard and fast rules of physics and biology do not change, but we can help you find the right ways to adhere to that longer term. You know, eating fish and asparagus isn't gonna work for 90% of people because they're not gonna to stick to it. Ultimately, that's what's gonna matter when it comes to these things. I think it's the, it's the determination of what people need is where they struggle is people believe that they need a certain piece of knowledge or they need to read a certain book or follow a certain plan. Whereas actually, you just need to look at where you're not, you know, what brought you to the dance? What's your Achilles heel? Where are you hamstringing yourself? Because that's where you need to work. And no one can really answer that. You can't buy a diet plan that's gonna fix that issue. You need to have some introspection and to kind of be open to some criticism, I think is, is a big part of it, of why people think they know what to do. Because they know the specifics of what to do, but they haven't looked any deeper at the behaviors. And that's kind of really hard to do. Yeah, you've got to be coachable. We could mention what uh, our experience with our mentor this weekend. Go for it. So our mentor, Mark Coles, said to himself, you know, I've got a bit of feedback and I'm not sure, you know, just need to be really open-minded with the way that you take this. And you just thought, God, what's he going to say? Because I my mom or something. And he just said, some of your content isn't professional. It could have been. We just, and we kind of went through it and went, hates if you're watching it, why we've got sustained tops on. I have an airco and we've got the light on. I dropped the F-bomb earlier within about 10 seconds. Work in progress. And we just kind of went, oh yeah, that's cool. And I don't know, did you message him afterwards to say? Yeah, yeah, I said, don't, don't pull any punches. Um, you know, we're all very, very keen on finding out, kind of, uh, or letting us know how can we do this better? How, what, you know, what needs to improve, what needs to be, it's all well and good being told, this is good, your website looks good, I really like your content. Okay, but how can we make it better? How can we improve? And you know, if you take that um, attitude towards with your diet as well, like, okay, this, I'm doing okay with this, but you know, how can I do better? And I think kind of one slight bugbear that we have, or not bugbear, but it's something that we notice often with people is people will tell us, people who are struggling with the weight will be so quick to tell us what they're really good at, but then shy away from the issues that they have. For example, 
but I don't eat any chocolate or crisps. Um, I don't really drink any wine. Most of my meals are homemade and home cooked. Yeah, from scratch. Cool, then that's fine, but that's not your issue then, is it? Because the things that you do really, really well, clearly aren't working well enough to elicit you, you know, the kind of the results that you want. So we need to concentrate on the things that you're not good at and how we can improve those. And often, kind of in a, in a paragraph of text, you will have 10 words where people say, you know, when I get home from work, the chocolate comes out. I, I can have, use this I as have, an example. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a few drinks and I have four glasses of wine. And then suddenly in this, in this paragraph of text, you have the things that you need to work on and it's narrowing down to those. And in an ideal world, a client would come to me and say, when I go out, I drink too much. And then when I order takeaways, I order too much food there. And that's all the information that we need because then we know where we need to work. And it's something I allude to a lot about people trying to feel good all the time. And I understand that because it's how people want to be, but the more you can move away from that, the more, the more negatives you can embrace and still stay positive, the more changes you can make. Because you know, normally with a client, if you give someone 10 things to do or 10 areas to work on, they're gonna feel like they're doing shit. Actually, you know, with our business, there's probably a hundred things you've got to work on. You know, with anything you're working, there's loads and loads of different areas you can go into. And the more of that you can take on and absorb and work towards, the better you're gonna do because you're changing more. Now, I understand the whole thing about changing one thing at a time. That's just from an optimal perspective. Yeah, so majors over minors. So I think that again, kind of to tie back in with the title of the podcast, <laughs> is when people think, oh, I know what I should be doing, but I'm just not doing it. Then that is the issue. Because maybe you don't know, maybe you think you know what you should be doing, but maybe that's not the correct approach for you. You know, maybe it's an unrealistic approach. I had one before when I put a post saying, these are things why you won't lose weight. You struggle with consistency. And someone said, someone commented saying, I can be really consistent for a short period, which is the very definition of not being consistent. And when someone says they can't be consistent for me, that tells me that they're taking the wrong approach. So whatever that is, whether that's, you know, them trying to go paleo, them trying to go keto, them trying to do fasting, Whatever that approach is that works with someone else might not work for you and that's what causes you to be inconsistent. I think often people attach their struggles to certain buzzwords, don't they? Like consistency, willpower, motivation, mindset. And often they're looking at the wrong thing. And I like the idea of, you know, if you had a tree and it was dying and you painted the leaves green, you're not solving the root of the problem. You know, you have a root cause that is leading to your struggles or you know, the tree itself dying. And often this is when people say, I've got no willpower in the evening, so I just need more willpower. Actually, you need to eat more nutritious food during the day. Because if I didn't sleep very well because I had three kids and then I had a protein shake for breakfast and a salad for lunch, I'm gonna binge during the evening, end of story. So if I change that and I have two nutritious meals or three during the day, then you're changing, you're giving yourself every percentage chance of, of doing better and making the right decisions. And I haven't actually changed my willpower, I've changed my blood sugar, but that's what's given me more willpower. And people are, are very quick to latch onto the moment, you know, the, this piece of straw that breaks the camel's back, but actually you need to look at that accumulation of things that have occurred before. And people are, are desperate to find that mindset hack, that blog or that thing they can do, that, you know, I've got a sweet craving, what can I have? You know, that magical mousse that's gonna taste like ice cream, but be zero calories and keep you full, just doesn't exist. You've got to look at all the little ways you can do it. And to tie that into what you said, people think they know what to do. They know not to drink wine and eat chocolate, but there's lots more that goes before that that determines whether you do or you don't. Yeah, it's almost coming back to that, oh, well, it's just calories in, calories out. It's just eat less and move more. 
yes that's the formula yes that's the 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 sum you know that's how it happens but you need to be aware of how you make that happen you know nothing well no it's not that bad but you know it frustrates me when people just go it's just calories in calories out yes of course it is like joe said before that's the science that's the you know the the uh, thermogenic 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 effect but how do you create that calorie deficit why are you going into a calorie surplus these are the things that you need to address and like saying i know what to do i'm just not doing it then that i'm just not doing it is the bit that you need to work on and that's when having a coach having an experienced coach the reason why we took on uh, Mike Coles as our business coach is because we've started A with the business. I'd say we're at B. <laughs> D. Let's go for D. Because my mind, my mind. You have to choose D. It's my mind, Jesus secrets. <laughs> so we started A and we're at D. He's at, you know, M. You know, so he's much further on with us. So he can teach us where we need to go from get to D to E to F, you know, all these different things. And that's what a coach will do for you. We won't, you know, you know, when someone gives someone a meal plan, that's not a coach. That's like saying, again, one of the examples I use is, you know, if someone, if, if I'm a basketball coach and you come to play basketball, don't know why basketball. Anyway, I don't just go, right, what you want to do is you want to throw the ball, it goes into the hoop, that's it, that's the end of your lesson. I'm going to look at you, look at your strengths, look at where you're going wrong and give you specific coaching on what you're doing wrong, how you can improve that. That's the role of a coach. So if you give your meal plan, it's like, put the basket in the hall, there you go, away you go, lesson done. That's not coaching. You need to kind of figure out what's in the gap between you getting that basketball in the hoop, I should say, not hole. You think you said get the, the basket in the hole like that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't to, I don't want to talk to you. This foosball! <laughs> There's a phrase, isn't there, where it's... where people think they need... That once they've, they've mastered a skill, it'll be. I used to say this all the time, I forgot what it is now. And I used to compare it to a broken arm. Like, if you've got a broken arm, oh. you go to the hospital and you get it set. And that's what a meal plan is. Whereas actually, people need a skill set that they can replicate over a period of time. And they need to learn those key skills that can be applied across different situations. Whereas a meal plan doesn't really do that. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. No, it's totally gone. Yes, so I think. If you are one of those people that says, I know what I should be doing, but I'm just not doing it, then you are a, a prime candidate to be coached. And that's, I'm not necessarily saying by us, but, yeah, you do you but it'd be best if you did with us, because you won't find a better <laughs> coaching plan. A more supportive, more friendly, more realistic, down-to-earth coaching plan that gets unbelievable results. Check out our testimonials. Um, so yes, you know, don't, it's just that they just don't feel that you can't be coached or you know even worse when we've had clients who've been coached who've gone off just said you know this is a skill set that needs to be practiced again i don't want to name all these golfs these golfs these um sports not sports so sporty i know <laughs> but if you played golf for two years and then you stopped for 10 years when you went back you're not going to have the same skill or the same swing or be able to you know hit the same bogeys <laughs> you can have the same power whatever it is I don't know what it's called handicap that's it good work. because you've not practiced it it's a skill that needs practicing you know uh, making sensible choices you know uh, getting into the habit of going to the gym of doing these workouts of making you know prepping your food they're all skills that need practicing the more you practice them the easier they get the more natural they become don't listen to that 21 days to perform a habit bullshit I think 
if someone was to do this on their own, then the things, you know, because obviously we just kind of pushed what we offer there, and that's because of the majority of people. That is genuinely what I believe they need. However, there's a set of tasks that we take people through. If they were to do them on their own and apply them consistently each day, they would be successful. And these would be logging your food every single day, being aware of your goals every day, and challenging the established beliefs that you have around certain mm, foods. Like, I can't live without chocolate, even though it's making you fat and miserable. So you need to look at all of your actions and to challenge them, because people are so quick to, to justify the way that they act, and then to, to refuse to analyze it afterwards. You know, it always surprises me, and I guess this comes back to being coachable, is that most people simply, not that they aren't, but they would struggle to do it on their own because they struggle to, I keep saying struggle, look past their immediate thoughts and the actions that they make and think that there's another way and that you just need to become more and more aware that you have so many options at your disposal that most of what we do, I wouldn't say is bullshit, but it's... it's not what we do. It's optimal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's suboptimal. There's ways that you could do it better, and then it's being willing to, to dig a little deeper and to scratch below the surface and to challenge yourself a bit more. And have that outside set of eyes to look at it and just go, oh, and to kind of not call you out because, again, it always feels like it's quite aggressive, but just to question the choice that you're making, like say, like, well, um, I had to have this. What is one of the examples I had today? Someone said they had to, um, they eat loads of cake in the meetings because. Um, they feel awkward if they don't. And I just said, okay, you know, fair enough. But um, if someone in that meeting didn't eat cake, would you think any less of them? Or would you think, that's weird, I don't really like them anymore? You wouldn't, you would never question it because you're just like, Sandra didn't have any cake today. Or you wouldn't even notice. Yeah, I think most of the time- It's one of those beliefs yeah, that you absolutely. think, I don't want to be awkward on and go, I don't want any cake. No one will care. See, it's funny because I went to my girlfriend's in-law, well, not my girlfriend's in-laws, my, my, to my in-laws, and then I said, I won't take my own food because I don't want to be awkward. And then I got there and ate the food that was provided. And actually, in hindsight, I went, didn't enjoy that. You're a bit annoyed you've gone off plan because, you know, they didn't have to cater for you. That's not their job. Their job is yeah, to put food out the people. It's still your choice, isn't it? And then I just said afterwards, I'm not going to do that again because I didn't enjoy it. And actually, their, their priority is for me to be, you know, a good bloke to their daughter, niece, wherever it may be. And actually, the food that I eat has no bearing on that whatsoever. And, you know, if I do feel awkward, then I can pick up a sausage roll or two on top of whatever food I choose to take with me. Yeah, I've got to admit, that is a more... That's much more awkward, or potentially is, awkward it situation. It is very hard. I think it's because you will get like the mother-in-law's back up, like, "Oh, John doesn't eat my food." But then, if you explain it to people, like, "Look, I'm not happy how I look right now. I'm trying to control my food intake." Yeah, I think it's or it's giving them an excuse that's palatable. So I'm going to say I'm currently doing some quite serious rowing training, and I'm looking to optimize that through my diet. So I'm only going to have a little bit. I brought some of my own food. I hope that's okay. And yeah, I agree. There are definitely times and places when it's not always possible. I'm not suggesting that. It's just to challenge that. But again, yeah, as a, as a coach, that's the kind of thing you can challenge. And then you can go, okay, yeah, fair enough. I can understand you going around to your parents' house and not wanting to demand that they cook you a certain type of food or that, you know, you take your own food and, you know, make that awkward. But having cake at a meeting... Yeah, there's going to be levels to it. It wasn't like it was Christmas dinner and I yeah. like, slapped the Christmas dinner <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> I'm going to eat my kale shake. <laughs>
Okay? Yeah, all good. Good, right, thank you very much as always for listening. If you have any questions, any comments, um, then get in touch. Don't be shy, you know, we do this podcast to help educate and um, kind of support you guys. And so we can learn from it. Yeah, we can get some things off our chest. It's like a little therapy session. Like ourselves. Oh, not my hairy chest. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, guys, please fire them across. Thank you as always for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share the podcast if you feel it's going to help someone else. Tell someone about it. Play on the speakers really loud outside your car. In your car. Out of your car. Can you? On your <laughs> hoverboard. <laughs> right, cheers, guys. Thank you very much.